All right, so we are in this series called The Spirit-Filled Church. Very good. Thank you, thank you, Kate. <laughs> Appreciate it. And in the middle of this, we are. Uh, I've asked, it's this. It's the Heritage Champion series. I've asked some some of the parts of, of members of my staff. Uh, only four. There's a lot more than four now. The Lord is really blessing, and we're having a lot of people helping me push this rock up a hill. But uh, I've asked them, four of them, to come in this series and simply share who the Holy Spirit is to them, what difference He has made in their life. And this is our final weekend in that. And I've this weekend I've asked Pastor. Gabby to speak. Gabby is, yeah, Gabby is my associate pastor of student ministries here at Heritage. She is responsible for serving and leading students to help them be spirit-filled, spirit-formed followers of Jesus. Gabby is brilliant. I'm going to pause for effect so you can respond. Gabby is brilliant. She is talented. She is, she is hilarious. And she is powerful. She is a new mom. And she is doing a great job. Gabby and Austin and, and some other leaders uh, just came back, just brought our kids back from uh, youth camp this last week. And I got a message from uh, Sean Silveri, who is the district youth director of, in Oregon. And he messaged me personally to say, please do not allow your church in our camp again. No, what he said was... <laughs> What he said was to thank you so much for sending uh, Gabby and Austin. Uh, they were a blessing to have at camp this year. Yeah. So it's a great pleasure for me to have Gabby on my team, and it's, a, it's an honor for me to have her come speak this weekend. Would you please help me welcome her? Pastor Gabby. Thank you. Well, with that introduction, I mean, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, good morning. Thank you. That was so polite. Wow. Everyone's so polite. <laughs> um, that introduction from Dr. Dav told you who I am, but I'll just say it again. I'm Gabby, the Associate Pastor of Student Ministries here. Um, I would just like to take a moment and honor Dr. Dav for giving me this opportunity to share with you how the Holy Spirit has and continues to impact my life. It is the biggest privilege to work with and for him and Pastor Laura and to work with our staff here. They are amazing people, and I am so honored to work with them. Uh, many of you guys know that I'm married to the amazing speaker from last week, Pastor Austin, um, and we have a four-month-old daughter named Addie Joy. Um, she is amazing. I love her. I love being a mom. I get to close out our champion series, as Dr. Dav called it, and let me just tell you, I have so enjoyed listening to each speaker. Um, one of my favorite things about when I get to hear other staff members speak is the uniqueness of everyone's story, and uh, each one of them is different in, in, in different ways, and now I get to tell you mine, and I'm so excited. So, will you repeat this sentence after me? The Holy Spirit is always present and active in my life. Yes, yes. Yes, he is in your life. I'm going to read from John 14. So if you'd like to turn there in your Bibles or on your phones, we'll be in um, verses 16 and 17 together. And in those verses, Jesus is speaking with his disciples in the upper room, and he tells them this. I will ask the Father, 
and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And a little bit further in verse 26, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit is always present and active in my life. So my story starts in the church. Now, I'd like to say to those of you who grew up in the church, this is very important, your story is not diminished if you didn't have a big before Jesus, after Jesus moment or experience, or if you don't remember the exact date that you came to know him. I don't either, and that's okay. That just means we've known Jesus for a while. That's good. Your story is still valuable, and it needs to be shared. It is a story of encouragement and hope to know Jesus all your life. With that being said, I do remember my first personal Holy Spirit experience, and I'll share that with you. I was really young, about seven or eight years old, and it was a Sunday night service. If you grew up in the church, then you know that church happened Sunday morning. You would go home and you would eat lunch. You would make sure and take a nap. You'd probably feel like it was the next day after that nap. (laughs) And then you would go to Sunday night service. And maybe in new clothes, too, so that you were all spiffy, so people didn't see you in the same clothes all day. Sunday night church tended to be on the less formal side, and that's when most altar calls would take place at the one I grew up in. Um, So on that particular Sunday night service, there was an altar call, and it was to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I had already known Jesus, and I was hungry for more, and so I went up. I'm not sure exactly what I expected But uh, I grew up around spirit-filled parents, and I regularly heard them using their prayer languages. And so I knew that would be a part of it, and I wanted it for myself. With that being said, I'd just like to plug really quick. I'd I'd really like to honor my parents. They're, They're not here right now, but I think it's important to honor. It's because of their lives devoted to the Lord, to following him, serving him, loving him, that I am who I am today. So let that also be encouragement to you parents here who have young children in the church who are growing up that way. You are a model to them, and a good one at that. So continuing on with my story. That Sunday night, the pastor preaches, then he makes the altar call, and I go up with a bunch of people. My pastor, he goes person by person. There's a ton up there. He prays for each one. Um, He speaks to them for a short moment, and then he comes to me, and he asks me, Gabby, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I'm really excited, and I say, yes, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So he had me close my eyes and hold out my hands, and I look like this, and he prayed over me. And he told me to pray also, asking the Holy Spirit to fill me. He said, you have to pray that. So I did. And he then went on to other people after being with me for a moment, and I stood there just waiting in that same posture for what seemed like forever, just like this, forever, <laughs> forever as an eight-year-old, and, and nothing happened, and uh, I was starting to get a little worried. He, he went through the entire line, and then he came back to me, 
probably saw that I looked really worried. But I told him, I was like, I don't think anything happened yet. So he told me to do something different. He said, Gabby, uh, you need to open your mouth. And I was like, okay. So I'm standing there with my arms out like this and my eyes closed and I go like this. <laughs> and I'm just standing there with my mouth open. It probably looked a little funny like that. Just standing there. And it might look funny, but I really was only a little self-conscious about it because more than anything, I just wanted the Holy Spirit. So I was going to do anything that I needed to do. And I waited in that posture. And my pastor stayed with me. He's a really tall guy, and I was only seven or eight. Even now, even kneeling, he'd be like still as high as me. But I was seven or eight years old, and he's this tall guy, so he stands or he kneels in front of me, and then he puts his hands on my head. And he continues praying over me in both English and his prayer language. And that night, I'm happy to say, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That was such an exciting night for me. I received my prayer language. And since then, the Holy Spirit has never left me. Just as Jesus promised in John 14, when he says the Holy Spirit will never leave you and he will lead you into all truth. And I've seen that happen in my life. The Holy Spirit has done clear work. He is always present and active. So from that experience on, I grew just more sensitive to his voice. He would often prompt me to talk to someone. He would convict me when I made not-so-good choices. Or he would put somebody on my heart to pray for. And uh, he still does that to this day. I decided at one point that whenever I was unsure if it was him speaking to me, that I would just take a moment take a beat, ask him, wait for his response. Usually I felt kind of a prompting, and if that prompting didn't go away, I needed to do something about it. And I've never regretted listening to his voice, never. I have regretted not listening. Knowing how that feels, I just, I never want to miss an opportunity to listen to the Holy Spirit again. It was on another Sunday night service that we as a church were watching on our screen, a missionary's testimony of how God was using him and his family in a foreign country. Um, and I just, I wept through the entire thing. I felt so strongly that God was speaking to me in some way, and I chalked it up to him calling me to be a missionary to those in a foreign country. And uh, I saved up some money, or started saving money, and I, I started planning mission trips to, like, all sorts of places, so it wasn't really organized. It was just, I was going to go everywhere. But, uh, I never went on one. And what I realized as time went on is that although I did want to go on a mission trip, the Holy Spirit was really just growing my heart for all people. Not just people here, not just people there around the world, but all people. That's who his heart is for, yeah. all people. And I need to have the same heart. Yeah. To this day, the Holy Spirit has impressed on my heart um, something for cultures other than my own. And he speaks to me really specifically in that way. But I still have a heart for, for missions, and I do want to go on a mission trip. That's going to happen. You'll see it. Anyway, as time went on, I started being challenged just more and more to take responsibility for my own faith. And youth group is one place that I experienced the Holy Spirit most. It was actually my youth pastor who spoke into my life often and positively. She saw good things, and she pointed them out. Because that's what you do. You see good things, and you point them out. You don't just leave them 
to like be hanging. Everyone needs encouragement, yeah. right? So you see the good and you say it. She told me several times over the years, Gabby, you have a sensitivity to the spirit. You're quick to hear his voice. You're quick to be convicted. And this needs to be cultivated. You need to cultivate that. So stay close to the Holy Spirit. Stay close. And it was because she saw that in me, she spoke it out, she encouraged it, she challenged me in it, that I made it my mission to stay close to the Holy Spirit. Of course, there have been ups and downs to that, as there is in anybody's life, and sometimes I haven't done a great job of staying close, but the Holy Spirit is the constant one, not me. He has always met me where I'm at, because he is the one who is present and active in my life. Now, as a pastor to your students, I get the same opportunity that my youth pastor had. I get to see the gold and pull it out. I get to see their potential and speak it. The Holy Spirit has given me a passion to see the youth of today experience the Holy Spirit in really specific ways, just like I did. And not just once, but to be continually, as my husband would say, filled and formed by him. That's a plug for his message. Go watch it if you didn't last week. So good. But I got to see a lot of that filling and forming happen even just this past week while we were at camp because the Holy Spirit is also present and active in our students' lives too. About 25 of them and a few of us leaders just spent several days at summer camp together with other youth groups. Um, and I brought my four-month-old daughter so that must make me pretty crazy. But uh, no, she did really good. She wasn't even the youngest baby there. There was a one-month-old with a couple. They did so good. I just have to say, I'm proud of them. They rocked it. Anyway, two weeks before camp, we had a night that was just devoted to encountering the Holy Spirit. At youth group, I told some of my story, just like I told you, and I invited them to have a new encounter because it is my firm belief that you don't need to wait for camp to come in order to have a Holy Spirit encounter. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, that can happen now. You can take it into camp, and then you can bring it back home with you because the Holy Spirit is present in all places and active, not just as a special event. That night, when we were encountering the Holy Spirit together, one of our students, I got the privilege to be a part of her being filled with the Holy Spirit. And she received her prayer language, and it was so exciting to be a part of. That's happening now in your students' lives. Another student came up at the beginning of the altar call, right over here, and he stayed in the presence of the Lord for, I mean, probably what seemed like forever to him too. But he just stayed there until after youth group ended. If you know our students, they enjoy youth group, but 8.30 comes around and they're like, okay, I think it's time to go home. But this kid, he was standing here, just in the presence of the Lord, soaking it in until after youth group ended because he wasn't about to stop what the Holy Spirit was doing in his life. That next week, we had a night that was devoted to encountering the Lord through worship and prayer specifically. And I can't even tell you how many students are hungry for the Holy Spirit to just move in their lives. I made a, the very wise decision not to interrupt worship a couple of times. Um, 
if you are worshiping, that's one side of your brain. If you interrupt worship and you speak, that's a different side of your brain. It kind of just changes the channel. So we don't usually do that here at Heritage. But I did it twice with my youth. But it's okay because the Lord was speaking. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit had just impressed upon my heart that students needed prayer for a specific thing. And uh, one after the other came boldly to the altar for prayer because they are hungry for the Holy Spirit to move in their lives. And then we went to camp. And while we were there, some awesome things happened. Our students took different opportunities to pray for each other for different things. One of those things being physical healing. There were about four or five of our students who were, were feeling pain in their bodies. And uh, they prayed for each other. And the Holy Spirit moved. Those four or five students that were feeling pain said, I don't feel pain anymore. Because the Holy Spirit is present and active in their lives. They also prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, for new encounters with Him. And some of our youth were participating in uh, listening prayer as well. If you don't know what that is, it's where you take specific time to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say as a word of encouragement, usually for somebody else. And some of our students had really specific words for other students. They lifted them up with that. Other words were um, just general for the group. But regardless, all of our students were lifted up in some way because the Holy Spirit was moving. And I saw personal growth in them because of encounters with the Spirit. They were serving each other humbly and serving other youth groups. And just as a quick shout-out to our amazing youth, a quick shout-out. There, uh, there was no such thing as a character award in camp until Heritage Youth. Her your students, your students, man, they showed up. They had the best character at camp. And yes, I'm biased, but whatever. That doesn't count. They had the best character. They were serving each other. They were serving other students. They were respectful. They were kind. There were different competitions um, in order for different kinds of awards, and our students were cheering on other teams, which wasn't something happening at, with other groups, but our students were doing that because they have good character. Not only that, the camp director, uh, Pastor Sean, decided that a plaque was going to be made, and our name was going to be at the top of the plaque because of heritage students, because they are amazing. They're amazing. And I don't I don't really care about all the competition with all the other awards that could have been won. So this was the biggest win that I could have imagined for our students. They are amazing. And some of the kids who were at camp, they were just realizing how incredibly loved they are. And yeah, that happened while they were there, but it can happen anywhere. And why is that? Because the Holy Spirit is present and active in their lives. He is in my life. He is in our students' lives, and he can be in yours too. So I would like to just extend an invitation to you to have a new encounter with the Holy Spirit. Now is the time to expect assurance of his presence in your life. Now is the time to be filled with the Spirit if that hasn't happened yet in your life and you want it. Now is the time for a fresh infilling. Now's the time for encounter after encounter with the Spirit. 
You don't have to wait for some special event. That can happen now. So I would just like to ask you, is the Holy Spirit present in your life? Is he active in your life? Do you want him to be? I do, just more and more every day. Do you want a new encounter with him? If that's you today, it would be my biggest honor, my biggest privilege to pray with and for you. So we're going to take a moment, and I would like everybody to just stand with me. We're going to spend a moment in the presence of the Lord. We're going to sing a chorus, and then we'll come back. So let's sing together. Spirit in your life, I would love to pray with you. I'm actually also going to ask some of our prayer workers to come up here so that they can pray with you as well. Feel free to come on up. If you need prayer, you can come on forward as well. Otherwise, you are dismissed. You are loved. We are thankful for you. And where you go, we go. Have a great day, you guys. We love you.